All right. Hello, everybody. It's that time of the week. It's Independently Welty. I'm your host, Chris Welty, coming to you live from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, in the Weltdown Studios. We're here with Steve. How you doing, pal? Same as usual, buddy. buddy. Same as usual. That's good. You don't really change at all. Like I don't, you're kind of. If there's some kind of fluctuation, you know, I'll be telling you about okay. it. Okay. Wow. Or I've you'll never bring, seen you. Or you'll bring it up and make fun of me for it. Oh, maybe. Ooh, that's a good idea. Any New segment ideas. Uh, <laughs> before we get uh, into our guest today, I got a, a, a quick note that we got to uh, address. Uh, one thing: we first off, we appreciate all of our listeners so far, and. Uh, uh, sticking in with us every week and giving us your feedback, all that. But we need more. I don't know if if we have listeners out there that haven't subscribed to this pod yet, or haven't reviewed, or if they, you know, if they haven't reviewed, or even told a friend, or made like an Instagram story, or a Facebook post, a tweet. I'll take a tweet. Anything. Please, please, please get out there and do that uh, because we're trying to take this thing uh, just like a notch up. Right, Steve? Just like yeah, a notch. We, Not we, to, I don't want to say to the next level. Just like a little notch. I think Chris just wants... Uh, if you're listening, that's fantastic. And even better if you yeah. subscribe. Uh, you know, because those, those downloads are just as important as the listens. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't subscribed, fucking do that. All right. Uh, that's the business we have to... Because we say it at the end and I feel like everybody just... Turns us People off already turned us off. For this yeah, episode. which I do. I do the <laughs> same exact thing when I listen to podcasts. But all right, we're done with that. Uh, now that that's out of the way, uh, I am very excited uh, to have this guest in the Weltdown Studios with us today. My pal, she's a funny lady, comedian, Allison Klemp. How you doing? Hello, I'm doing good well. To, good to see you this morning. <laughs> it's, is it morning? <laughs> it's 2 p.m.? Morning is relative. That, that's Yeah, that, yeah. I feel like morning is till about like 4 or 5 sure. for me on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Morning, yeah. morning must be until brunch is over. Yeah, like yeah. 3 p.m. If they're still Definitely. serving bottomless mimosas, it's morning. Where do you get those bottomless ones? Uh, they're the you're like a basic brunch bitch. How do you not know? Where I went to brunch b- one time last week for the first time in like months, That's and all of a sudden I'm a basic brunch bitch. I feel <laughs> like you're always at brunch every weekend when I talk to you. Um, <laughs> did, uh, when's the last time you've been to brunch? I don't know why I'm asking that. Uh, it's honestly, bad. it's been a minute. It's been yeah. a pretty, like ten years, maybe. No, but I I worked many a brunch uh, waiting uh, tables, so I've I've oh, served my time. Terrible. That's got to be worse than going to brunch. It's much worse. Yeah, that's definitely true. I'm not on the Upper West Side, even. So, yeah, that's so far away from where you live. Now, at the time I lived in Harlem, yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, So, our guest today, uh, good friend, I've spent, uh, I've known you a few years now. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say it's safe uh, because I've spent a couple of whiskey basketball days Mm -hmm. in your apartment. Um, Everybody's familiar with what that is. Yeah, Steve, (laughs) you familiar with whiskey basketball day? I know whiskey is. I know what basketball oh, is. Do you know what basketball is? Do you know is, what though, a really? day is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Time passes me. Uh, we don't ways. know mornings. We don't know days. Uh, so uh, it's it's my favorite. It's become my favorite holiday. Uh, and I'm sadly, I'm not going to get to uh, celebrate with you this oh. year, which I'm, I'm telling you now. I'm not going to be at your apartment. What day of the it year is Whiskey so Basketball Whiskey Day? Basketball day is, I'll let you explain it's a, it. It's a, it's a beautiful holiday. Nate actually invented it. I can't take full credit, but yeah. I improved it. Um, <laughs> so uh, it is a non-secular holiday on December 25th that consists of uh, drinking whiskey and watching all five NBA games on Christmas there's, Day. There's basketball on Christmas Day? Oh, oh yeah. It's the there's best, five games. It's one of the best basketball days of the year. Mm-hmm. That's like when it really gets good, Steve. Like, because like the, that's like the, the second half of the season is basically starts on. on I don't even day. know what sports he going on at any given time. I have no idea. You big sports fan, Allison? I'm a, I'm a, I would say a fair sports fan, a moderate. I've seen you get. I'm a, pretty... yeah, I'm a, I like it, but I'm not, I don't like follow everything as much as like some very passionate sports fans do. Um, but, uh, so we, you've been, you've have had the, uh, with Nate's, uh, a Jew for those of mm-hmm. you that, so he mm-hmm. does not celebrate he's, he's Christmas. Yep. Uh, so, uh, he's been doing whiskey basketball day for probably quite a while. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, uh I would say this is an eight, this will be the eighth commemorative whiskey basketball oh, day. Okay. Yeah. It was actually a holiday born of sadness because, um, <laughs> At the t- when Nate first moved to the city uh, with his ex girlfriend, who shall remain nameless, um, she is Christian and went back home to Michigan 
to see her family for Christmas and Nate couldn't afford a ticket. Uh, her family would not buy him a ticket. And of course, his Jewish parents were not going to buy him a plane ticket yeah. to come home for why Christmas would, yeah. because why would they? And uh, so she went back. He stayed home. They didn't have like furniture yet. So he just sat on the floor, got a bottle of whiskey and watched all the games. And then that sort of turned into a yearly tradition and began as a, a solo experience. And then, of course, all of his Jewish friends kind of took to that. So it sort of became a thing that various Jews. Jews love basketball. Too. Jews love basketball and they uh, don't have like, a lot to do on Christmas. Yeah. Is it because they uh, like betting? I could have some. I don't think that's a direct correlation, but that's... Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's the sport they have the best shot at. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's, Jewish also the league players. is run by a Jew, so that probably helps. That's uh, that's probably it. Yeah, it's always ran by a Jew, I feel like. It's in the bylaws, I think. Uh, They're like, we want this to be a successful business. I love love that we're uh, doing the uh, whiskey basketball. He's going to be very upset that I made that joke. I I think business acumen jokes jokes are okay. He doesn't like it when I make... uh, He doesn't like Jewish jokes? No, he likes Jewish jokes. Jokes about Jews being cheap are the issue. Oh, yeah, that's good. Kind of so he doesn't about, like Jewish jokes. Jokes about Jews being business savvy, I think, is okay. That's like saying Chinese people are good at math is like not offensive, or, but the but the accent is offensive. Like, pick one. They're both offensive or neither are offensive. That's not true. <laughs> is it? Yeah, what's it? As a, as a Japanese person, I can say that is not true. Is there uh, any stereotypes about being Asian that offend you or don't offend you? No, because I don't um, present as Asian, so mm. I never get Asian stereotypes. And so if anyone does stereotype me as Asian person, I'm like mostly just excited. But what about... <laughs> I'm like, you see me. <laughs> but identifying as Asian yourself and you hear people, other people saying these jokes about mm-hmm. not maybe you. Do you feel like any sense of like hurtness if, when some people make jokes specifically it, about Asians? It depends on the joke. Um, like one time when I was waiting tables, uh, I had a a Southern family and, uh, one of the guys at the table wanted to change out his side uh, dish. And he was said to me, I don't want any of that chinky rice. And I was like, um, (laughs) I would like to give you a new server. (laughs) Um, but, uh, that's not really a joke. Wait, that's that's not a type of rice. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) No, it's called jasmine. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yes. the correct term. Uh, uh, I, also, is it offensive that I wouldn't understand chinky rice to be jasmine rice? No, that was correct. Okay. <laughs> There's a big bag of it. I live with an Asian, so. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just not, that not picture. This, <laughs> this is my roommate, the little Asian boy this in suspenders. This is a school yeah. photo. That, that, would, that would be funny. If it's that, actually me as a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the, the our listeners, know the picture on the wall from following our Instagram. If you haven't done that, Ooh, okay, we don't need check to. it out. Um, <laughs> I realized, like, I I knew you were Asian, but I didn't realize it was Japanese. Yeah, that's, that's the best cool. one. That's that is my favorite. We are the, the white people of Asia. <laughs> they, uh, do you have anything specific to your heritage, uh, being Japanese, that you do? That's maybe people wouldn't be people would be surprised that you do. Hate my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates their mom, kind of. Yeah. Um, well, you ride I, your bicycle into stuff. I do ride my bicycle. <laughs> um, I've been in a lot of car accidents. Uh, that was I, a kamikaze joke. Yeah. I don't know. It, okay. I was forced was to play bad. violin my whole right. life growing up. Uh, <laughs> Is the biggest thing probably that uh, your parents put unnecessary pressure on you to be successful? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Do they yeah. all, all, that's a, that's like that's a, a pretty, that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. yeah. My mom is like for sure a tiger mom and there is associated trauma as a result of that. Mm. But what uh, is a tiger mom? Yeah, specifically? I, I mean, it's an Asian mother. That's a, <laughs> well, I mean, I, oh, I understand I like what it, I understand oh. like basically, but like, what about, why is it called tiger mom? Just being like aggressive I, or like, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, they're very aggressive, very intense, lots of pressure. Um, usually force you to participate in activities you would rather not, and um, you don't have many choices. Do you have a, the same relationship with your mother now, or is it better now that you're an adult? It's not great, but it is better. Hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Now, did... Uh, and you guys grew... When you grew up, you were religious? No, no, not at all. Did, is that like... Cause, so you're Buddhist, right? Uh, yeah. That's... Uh, I, I knocked over your shrine at Whiskey Basketball. You did. <laughs> Maybe Chris uh, is was, cursed now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's still paying off all of his karmic yeah. debt. <laughs> uh, I, that just, I just remembered that. As, as I, was, I uh, never forgot. Uh, <laughs> that was my 9-11. Um, 
No, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, because uh, they have a little basketball hoop in their living room, and I uh, had a really bad shot. And your shrine yeah. is in the completely opposite direction. Yeah. And I knocked the whole thing. It's over. okay. In I fairness, s- we shouldn't have put a basketball hoop right in front of my Buddhist altar because yeah. that is inevitable. Um, so that you you didn't grow up religious. So that's like no. kind, kind of newish that you. Yeah, I started practicing Buddhism five years ago. Okay. Um, and then I did go to Catholic high school, but was not Catholic. So, but you know, got plenty of indoctrination through that. Um. I think, like, I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's documented on the pod. I know, it's real cool. Um, but I, I feel like if I was to get into some sort of... I, th- I like I like Buddhism. Mm-hmm. It's pretty chill. It seems... Uh, I like the meditating and the... You do all that. And the, yeah, we uh, we actually chant. Um, and so, chan- very similar. chanting. It's easy. It's okay. pretty, I like it better than meditating personally. Cause like when I meditate, it's very hard for me to like stay like focused and on track and then chanting kind of gives you something to like anchor to. So we chant Nam Yoho Renge Kyo, uh, morning and evening. And that's, I, cause I was doing yoga for a little while and mm-hmm. I was really into that, but the chanting always kind of, I always felt really weird. Are you doing Kundalini? Uh, vinyasa. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that's like that's Pretty like the regular the, yoga. Yeah, think, yeah, right? just yeah. your. But like the the place that I was going to was very like new agey, or mm. uh, I don't know if that's the proper term, but like loved that. essential oils and loved chanting, mm-hmm. uh, which those two things I'm not really. Uh, yeah. They kind of lost me on that. More more so the essential oils. Yeah. Like those. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, it's. But like what Buddhism is just like it's not like you're not you don't have like this pressure to get people into fucking heaven or anything like no. just kind of do your own thing and be nice like kind of I, I, I would like somebody who follows buddhism to explain what buddhism <laughs> yeah, is. I, thank yeah you, thank I, you, we chris. don't know i'm an idiot <laughs> thank you chris uh, but like, let uh, i'm trying the no, best i can it's all good right to, it's good to know like where you're starting from you know yeah. um <laughs> so there's a lot of different kind of like branches of Buddhism, similar to Christianity, you know, it's spread throughout the world and everybody's sort of had their different interpretations of it. I practice Nichiren Buddhism, which is we do the chanting. And um, basically the core of our practice is the goal is to become happy and to help other people become happy at like the basic level Um, and kind of basically create a ripple effect of peace throughout society uh, for an overarching goal of world peace, you know? Hmm. Um, so beauty Queens would love it. I think would be good for them, (laughs) but, uh, it's ultimately just about like, um, activating. We believe that everybody has like, everybody has a Buddhahood within them. And uh, when we chant, we activate that inner Buddhahood and we kind of align ourselves with the power of the universe. So there's no like God, there's nothing. It's like, it's kind of like you are the God sort of, or it's just like you, each Hell of yeah. each of us have unlimited potential in our lives, and it's just up to us to like tap into that. Um, so, so that's all it really is. So is it kind of like internal enlightenment? Like you're doing it for your own peace of mind more mm-hmm. so than anything else. I, I think this would be good for me because you yeah. want to be your own god. Yeah, that and I just I well like the whole happiness thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah yeah that's great. Oh, like you you do want to be happy? Yeah, that's no, I crazy. actually I know it, it, it doesn't seem like it, uh, but no, I it, I might want to try it. Yeah. I think I want to give it a shot. You can try it. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. Like I I was thinking about this this week uh, while I was uh, smoking on my porch, mm-hmm. having a couple of cigs with the dog, uh, and I uh, and I was just like I almost kind of like not being happy. Because I enjoy getting out of it so much. Mm. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Is that a real thing? Maybe that you should start. Do? Maybe you should start a religion where it's about being unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think you'd have a lot of followers. But I mean, a I lot think of suicides that's already in that called Catholicism. Yeah. Uh, sure <laughs> yeah. That's they they corner the market on that. Uh, but like, yeah, I like the and it, and I, I I think this is why I always find myself being depressed so much is because I really do enjoy getting out of it. Mm. Like, I think that's so much fun. Like, because I know I will. And it's such a good feeling when, like, you just start to realize, like, oh, it's nothing. It's not that bad. Mm -hmm. That's most of what Buddhism is, actually, is, like, overcoming. Because it's, like, life is going to give us obstacles. That's inevitable. We're all going to have hardships no matter what. Like, practicing Buddhism doesn't mean that, like, oh, my life is perfect and I don't have problems. Like, of course. And sometimes it means, like, your problems are even worse. But that um, it's all about, like, this fighting spirit of overcoming anything. 
And so I think you actually might really take to that. So I could benefit. you have to read stuff though. Yeah. <sighs> Sometimes I hate reading. Well, you can do it in small chunks. Okay. You know, but it, well, it's, Buddhism is all about like <laughs> the individual, you know, so it's yeah. like whatever works for your life and there's no like morality stuff. It's just maybe he can be he is already halfway there. He's uh, he could be a monk. He's got a shaved head already. Yeah. Oh, good joke, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. All we need to get you is some anal beads wrapped around your neck. They're not anal uh, beads, Stephen. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a whole that's is that that's not Buddhism. Is it a form? Is that a I think that's its own thing. I think that's just a thing to monks, nothing to do with religion. I I think that's its own thing. They kind of creep me out. We don't have monks, actually, and we don't have priests or anything. It's all secular, like, lay organization. Um, So it's very community-based. We, um, you know, we meet in, like, we have, like, bigger meetings. We have a center in Union Square that we'll have, like, bigger meetings at, but we also have, like, smaller local meetings, like, um, in Bushwick um, and stuff. It's usually, like, in people's living rooms. It's very chill, very low-key, just, like... And there's, like, no converting. Like people, right? Like that's not like you don't go out and try to be like, hey, come. Yeah, we don't like chase people down on the street. But like we're always it's there is definitely like, you know, sharing the practice with people, inviting people who Mm -hmm. like are interested and whatever. But it's never about like forcing people to do it who don't want to do it. It's always like if we want and it's like like if, for example, if you were like, oh, I feel like Allison wants me to go to Buddhist meetings. So I'll go because she wants me to like it's not even about that. Like we want. Like, we would want you to come because you want to come. Yeah. So that's... I yeah. find that to be the creepiest part about religion yeah. in general, especially Christianity and is like this whole, like, we got to get people out there to mm-hmm. get them into heaven. Right. It's like, no, that's not what you really want. You want them to come give you money at your fucking church. Right. So what you're saying is there's there's no, like, um, equivalent to, like, Jewish birthright to, like, where Buddhists go to Tibet? <laughs> uh, I mean, there might be. Uh, <laughs> we... Our like headquarters basically is in Japan mm. as this practice started in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not like an official like pilgrimage, but people do like, and I, I, I would love to go to Tokyo and go to like the big center there and like see all that, like where it originated, but it's not like you have to do it. Have you, you have you not been to Japan? No, before? I really want to. Steve's been. I have been. I want to yeah. go. It's cool. I feel like if you're Japanese, you'd really like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually missed an opportunity to go when I was in college that I'm still upset about. But um, yes. just, just to provide you with more t- more missing out, mm-hmm. uh, it was probably the best place I've been on the planet Earth and would go back in a heartbeat. It doesn't even look real. Yeah. Like when I see it's pictures not of, of Japan. It's, it's nothing like you think it would be. Like the way the people are. I mean, that the culture shock is really the different. Like it's the cleanest city mm-hmm. I've ever been to on the planet Earth. Like there's no trash anywhere on the streets. And like where people smoke, they congregate around little sections to smoke. Like in the street, there'd be like 25 businessmen oh, wow. huddling around an ashtray. Like they really, <laughs> I'm not joking. Like they, but they'll smoke like 24 hours a day. But right. Um, but you know, it's just Hell like yeah, a thing where like cleanliness be. and organization and tediousness and everything is so efficient. Like mm-hmm. you could never imagine that, that we could take those ideals and bring them to America. It would never, ever work. It would be hard because in Japan, like so much of their culture is based on like having respect and <laughs> the, the big R word. Maybe people in New York are like, fuck you, we pal. Are, we are so much about that. Yeah. <laughs> We throw our old well, people could, to the side yeah. when they're useless. Well, our also, culture is more built on yeah. spite, I think. <laughs> well, that, that can be kind of good, too, though. Yeah, right? spite is a great yeah. motivator. I Because this is as uh, someone that has a grandmother that's 100 years old in a nursing home now. Because I was, you know, like Asian culture, they mm-hmm. have, they, they find old people wise or whatever. Mm-hmm. They keep them around like they're always with the family. I love yeah, the we, don't, we I, don't just smother them with a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I think that's a bad idea. Like old people really don't have much to offer. I say get rid of them. <laughs> like when they're, you know, I, I really do think the nursing home idea is a good idea. Like, could you imagine having an old person in your house? It'd be terrible. <laughs> I don't know why. I got uh, All right. Well, I, would <laughs> say, I don't know. Have you been to a nursing home? They're but I would also say, I would also say that like yes, there's like this this um, cultural. But don't get old. There's like this cultural That's my norm. Plan. Yeah. There's like this cultural norm of respect in Japanese culture. However, there is like this. Uh, the the other half is like not being able to be honest and open and communicate with your feelings. A lot of it is like a lot of it's like um, bottling up your feelings because yeah. it's not um, it's not very thought very highly of to to communicate your feelings and and there's a lot I mean there, the suicide rate in Japan is very high for mm-hmm. like actually um what uh, not white men, <laughs> men yeah. because of like the the dating and the, the dating well, there's more the men right? is that Japanese too I thought that yeah. was uh, 
And China, there's that most Asian culture. I well, use, China has the problem because of the problem. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I yeah, think in general, in Japan, the biggest issue I think is that it's a very old society, and they're um, a very aging population, not a lot of young people, and um, you know all the good Japanese girls are marrying Jewish guys, so. <laughs> That, yeah. makes it, that makes it hard. You're just contributing to the problem. And it doesn't, it doesn't go the other way as much. Sort of just bring you in here and be our uh, our main Japanese. I'm uh, happy to be a, an ambassador. <laughs> ambassador. I was looking for the word. Uh, and on Buddhism. We just uh, want to make sure everybody food. recognizes you as Japanese going forward. Yeah, yeah. that was a big part of me becoming Buddhist also. I was like, I really... They, Get the guy to know. <laughs> Who, Richard Gere's a Buddhist. He is, he yeah. Is. Tina uh, Turner. Lenny and Carl um, from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, was an episode. Tina Turner practices the same Buddhism really? that I do. Yeah, she chanting is what um, gave her the courage and the strength to leave Ike, actually. It's all in the movie. Wow. And the oh. musical. Check it out. That's great. <laughs> Chris, you ever been to a musical? Um, I've seen Oklahoma. Did you see the new Oklahoma? Uh, no. Oh. No. It's, I hated it. Oh, uh, the revival very, is supposed to be. I mean, this was a long time ago. Very I was probably like ten years old. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen. I need to go to a goddamn musical. You do. That we were thinking of new, <laughs> new we, segments. I was for asking the show. Chris before the show started. I said, "Look, we really like. We've been doing this for like forty-one episodes now, and forty-one exactly. Yeah, hey. and uh, you know, Over we've, the been, hill. we've been like digging into Chris, Chris's psyche and his past and his history. But now I think we have to start a trend where yeah, we got to veer off. We veer off, and we have we've, to go, we have to do things that are new. Like mm-hmm. we've, I think we've beat to death. We get it. Who I'm a Chris, drunk. Who You're Chris a mess. Is. Sad. Yes. <laughs> who Chris You're a is. Sad mess. <laughs> so now it's about trying to find ways that we can we can follow Chris on a journey to do new things and yeah. not not like oh let's try. The batting cages for the first time, though Ooh, it's not. Batting, f- oh, that sounds like good. Okay. Idea. Not Let's just, go to the not just activities, but I was joking that it would be fun for Chris to go back to college and we'd follow his journey through college. <laughs> that's a good. That's an idea. That's also, bad. listeners, if you have an idea for something for me to do, that I will actually do. And uh, you know, we want to we want to track his forward trajectory now. Now that we've kind of cleared what where where why he is where he is now, mm. and we'll we'll have a recap when we get to episode fifty two. Uh, about where where things are and yeah, where they're going, but here. we like to get some ideas before then. So if anybody has any ideas, independentlywealthypod at gmail You want to go to a musical? Uh, I would love to. What's a good one? Um, there's a lot of great stuff on Broadway right Book now. Book of Mormon, they, they have musicals yeah. here. Yeah, I think I so. Had no idea. I just saw the Book of Mormon recently. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that. I just I never think like I've lived in the city for over ten years, and I'm just yeah. I take never, advantage of it. We maybe, have the best. Maybe for your birthday, Chris, I'll get you tickets. Uh, do they still have that Larry Bird, Magic Johnson? Uh, no, play unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Broadway. Well, just remember, plays are different Is than the musicals. The Beetlejuice Chris. musical. Oh, I would go to good. that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. Lion King, classic. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd go to Wicked. Wicked's good. Kinky Boots. I did Wayne Brady. I saw Wayne Brady perform. It was awesome. Uh, Kinky Boots closed. Ah, oh, boo! Bad. So sad. But yeah, but there's I, a bunch of great stuff we can. Yeah, I feel like I never, even as a kid, never went to like. I was a theater major play. in college, actually. So I took. We're really hitting high school, on all the points. Great. And but I like I kind of secretly hated it, mm-hmm. like because I always wanted to be a comedian and loved comedy and like th- like high school theater was the only thing I had at the time. Mm. Uh, but I just I, I don't know, I didn't think I was any good at it, at being an act. I'm just like as far as my acting skill is just it's I'm wealthy. Yeah. Like, if you need somebody to play wealthy... Well, here's the problem with this, Chris. And I thought about this after you said it. It it actually quite annoyed me that you said you'd only play characters that are you because obviously any kind of actor, the whole point and pride of being an actor is getting out being people who are not you well, so it's you don't want to act you just want to be yourself which yeah is, I, uh write in the character wealthy uh, yeah but for uh, a movie you know or a play nobody wants the character wealthy skin. in their play you don't know that no, i'm pretty sure you do not i've never seen a wealthy character in any movie i've ever seen well, well nick's uh, writing or yeah oh my god do you uh, you you have no idea how many times that comes up on this podcast <laughs> like it and and just that i've gotten that my entire life mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It re- do I really? It's really like that much of an Eeyore? I think it's your voice as well. You sound yeah, just you like very, It's because you have like a deep voice also. Okay, here we go then. Reboot Winnie the Pooh. They've done I it will... three times last year. Oh, really? Yep. God damn it. Who played Eeyore? Eeyore played Eeyore. Well, so how come Eeyore can play Eeyore, but Wealthy can't play Wealthy? I don't think you're a well-known actor. I don't think Eeyore is an actor. <laughs> 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 Pretty sure it's a fictional donkey. Um... 
Yeah, I. We could see if we can get you to be the donkey in Shrek, maybe. That's Eddie Murphy. I mean, and Shrek's dead, Steve. There, or no, no, I just saw. I just saw Netflix. There's like eight Shrek movies. All right, they're all about his children. Shrek was also a musical. Oh, maybe we'll. There's a Shrek musical. Well, it's not running anymore, but it did exist. All the see, that's the problem. All these musicals I want to see are gone now. Beetlejuice. Beetle. I would go to Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Michael Keaton that plays? No way. (laughs) No? No. No. All right. Um, so, oh, by the way, Steve, I, uh, uh, you're, I was messaging with your dad today and he wanted me to tell you that he loves you. I think he can tell me directly. Why do he tell he you? Was, we were just talking. And he I just asked, said, I, tell I, Steve that I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, cause this is how I'm going to flow into my next segment. I but, have a question. Uh, yeah. Go on. Are you fucking Steve's dad? No, we're, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're pals. He's been a guest on the pod. So oh. we, uh, we text Are you from time them? to time. Um, not I, yet. <laughs> uh, I have not meet. been to Packies, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> that's a bar that it, Steve's it's dad not a sexual. Oh, okay. it I thought it was. A, it's it only. Could, it was, it's also sexual in you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, because he was he was messaging me today, and uh, and he, I asked him if he had anything to say to you. Um, but I also I had to do I had, I just had dad's my, written on my the dad list is here. my dad is really kissing uh, my ass right now because he wants a good Christmas present. Ooh. Oh really? <laughs> is that, isn't it supposed to be the other way around? Well, you know I'm a good gift yeah. giver. Um, you're welcome. Chris. What are you getting me? Uh, do you want me to surprise you? Oh, you're getting me. Something? I'm getting surprise. Wow, you. I'm not getting you anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Your but, friendship is enough, pal. But I gotta give a shout out to my dad who I've been talking to recently. Which I always have been talking to a lot more. Uh, he listens to the pod, hmm. which uh, which I didn't really realize. for, uh, And he likes it, apparently, and oh. he enjoys it. Uh, I don't think he knows that it, it, what, what's good. or he just He likes hearing my, vo- my Eeyore voice. Um, but I want to say hi to my dad. And, uh, and he's doing... My dad is doing very well, Stephen. We got to do a, I don't, because he was, because he was sick, a little sick for a while. My dad also had a bit of a drinking problem. No. Yeah. Could you believe that? Uh, that I come, a middle-aged uh, man from Wisconsin? Uh, technically from Illinois. But, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. The Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, uh, a few months, I don't even remember how many months ago that was. It was Probably Larry like Fest. August. And my dad, uh, has, he's, Stop drinking. He's taking care of himself. He's not smoking or vaping, uh, and it's kind of inspiring. Uh, because to, because you thought your dad could never do it. I didn't think my dad could ever do it because his and job is like just my dad's a musician, so he's mm-hmm. constantly in a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sounds really great. Like, and my dad, uh, he sounds really positive when I talk to him. Uh, apparently, he my my cousin told me he looks really good. He's lost forty pounds um, since the stopping of the drinking. Yeah, since. Since stop since he so stopped. since he stopped continuously putting poison in his body. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He every is ex- showing benefit every day, starting at ten a.m. Uh, till whenever. Um, but it's like kind of got me to to want to. And this every week we talk about quitting mm-hmm. drinking. It's a very uh, um, common theme, and I. Yeah, I don't know. It's inspiring, I guess, to, to watch my dad so, do it. Well, I think I, I can kind of understand this because, you know, your whole thing is like, okay, well, you said even out loud that you didn't think your dad could ever pull it off because he's always surrounded by these circumstances that kind yeah. of trick you into, or, you know, there's always this temptation. And I think for you to see your dad actually do something you thought you could he could never do kind of might encourage you to feel like maybe you could maybe give up booze. Yeah, because I'm smarter than my dad, and believe it or not. Uh, I don't know. I think your dad's and, probably smarter. Yeah, he probably is. Uh, but I, yeah, I, it's definitely like, I, so I, I haven't had, because I, I tied one on last weekend. This like is where we real, can't record after he goes real, to football on Sundays. Yeah, mm-hmm. you no, know, that's not allowed anymore. No mm-hmm. more pods after Turkey's Nest. Mm-hmm. Um I'm, I'm a little hesitant to get in the story uh, because uh, it, it, my boss does listen to this <laughs> podcast. And okay. I'm afraid it's going to get me into trouble. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, fuck it. I guess I already just kind of gave it away. Uh, but anyways, I broke the uh, record, the margarita record at Turkey's Nest on Sunday. Oh, my God. Last week. I've never had more and than one without getting a massive headache. 
And Wait, what is the record? Well, this is just the personal pers- record. Oh, your personal record. I was like, yeah, is there yeah. a I don't record? Know. They should actually like. Yeah, it's like you go into the hospital after four. I could have went to the hospital. How it many was, did you have? I had four. Okay. Yeah, that's four is a lot. That's, that's a lot. Too many. Yeah. Of like three is how, too many. They were the small ones. Okay. So basically, the small one, four smalls, I think, is basically too big. I think it's like three bigs, honestly. Really? With the amount of, the amount of alcohol they put in there, it's like three no, the, quarters. Well, the big ones tequila. are like a, a like a big fucking gas station soda, like a big. Gold. I know, but but there's like three quarters of the cup of the small one is filled with booze. Uh, they make them stronger. It's a yeah, it's a splash okay. of margarita mix. But anyways, I. Uh, I had to call. I had alcohol poisoning. Had to call in sick day of at work, which I've done. I've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but like at the turkey's nest. Oh, I don't even know. Like God, I like. I don't even know what I was like. I was running around the bar. I know I did that uh, because I, I I ran a forty in turkey's nest. You ran a forty. A forty yard dash. Okay. I tried to. Uh huh. Um, because I was talking with uh, Ross in there, and so some football—I forget who the football player was on the Seahawks—but like recovered a fumble and then was uh, returning it for a touchdown, and then got tackled, and he should have had the touchdown. And I kept arguing with Ross that I would have gotten the touchdown, mm. and then I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I bet you I run a faster forty time than that guy," and Ross looked up his forty time, and it was like four point seven. And I'm like, all right, I got that. So I'll run from that this end of the bar to that end of the bar, which the turkey's nest is basically like a long, narrow bar with, for those of... With tons of sh- shit and people on the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's people, there's stools, there's a pool table, uh, a buck hunter. Um, and then, so he looked up this guy's 40 time, and it was, I think it was like 4.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I ran a five second forty. Close. No, I think I won because he didn't. Also, I, is the, the com- turkey's nest forty yards long? I th- I Did think anybody <laughs> measure? I, I think all sports bars have to be at least forty uh, <laughs> to be classified yards as a sports yeah. bar. So, so someone can also, run. Chris, there's literally a fucking sidewalk right outside. I was just gonna say, tur- also a park across the street. Well, I had my margarita. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's like a, a giant empty blacktop you know, across the street. I think, I think you need to get kicked out of a bar before you uh, realize. Oh, uh, but this guy didn't have to run around a pool table, so I think. I'm Chris, have you ever been kicked out of a bar? Oh yeah, like they, on New Year's have you, Eve. Have you been my banned? Bar. Have you been banned? Uh, I've eighty-six to myself from a couple of bars. <laughs> okay, and I think I'm doing that with Turkey's Nest for a little while because mm. it was bad. I, I ended up. Uh, I feel bad mentioning this too, like because I was like I was like in and out of blackout, and I had uh, a friend. I and met a friend of a friend, uh, a nice woman, and she ended up coming over, mm. and I. I like, I I don't think anything. I don't really know what happened. Nothing mm-hmm. really happened. But like, that's never a, a good feeling. Always like, buy Plan B, Chris. Well, that's it's not even that. I don't I don't think anything happened. But you don't know. But also, like, I'm like borderline blackout and uh, exactly. You Have know. you communicated with her since? No, I feel like I should. Do you have the means to? Like, do you have a number? Yeah, I think I could figure out a way. Yeah, There's always I, a way. Send a flare. You know, it couldn't hurt yeah. to just say, hey, I'm not sure or, what happened. I hope I didn't do anything to upset myself, you upset you or embarrass myself. You know, if you just like say something, like just what you're feeling, I yeah. think that's fine. I think it's just okay to be honest, you know, and uh, and probably she'll hit back and be like, oh, yeah, no, you were really drunk, but you just like passed out or something. Well, you know? what did happen, she ended up leaving. I do know this. She ended up mm. leaving at like four in the morning. Okay. Because that's she really when, didn't want to sleep over. That's when the I started waking up mm. and the alcohol poisoning mm. started kicking in. And I Ugh. came too. And my bathroom. You came too? Right by the good joke, Steve. Uh, my bathroom's right by the uh, my bedroom. So I'm sure she just heard me yeah uh you know this my cue to go listen the worst thing that's ever happened to me i i I was during a hookup this girl was snoring and i was like get out jesus steve that's what's (laughs) she was like but she was like this person that i hate no she was this hookup person that like we had a thing where all we were doing was hookup i didn't really actually like her as a human Mm -hmm. it was just like you know the phase of your life whatever yeah and i like she was snoring like like probably like chris and alex snoring like fucking loud (laughs) 
Alex is my roommate. Yeah, and he's uh, worse than me. He's he's a monster, and I'm like I'm like she woke me up, and I was like, you know, I don't really like you. You just gotta go. And yeah. I, she, I called her an Uber and t- sent her home, but I was just like, my God, I've never had a girl throw up. Um, that's not true. No, mm-hmm. I've right. had a girl throw up in my bed before. I've had a guy throw up on me during sex before. Really? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my God, that's and way worse. It was way worse. Oh and uh, once, uh, how I, do you do that? Like, I don't even know. He must like, have been on top. No. What? <laughs> on your back then? He, he was on his back. I was on top. How does he? What? It. He like you know just tilted his head forward and like on my uh, stomach. It was. Um. I was like you know I. I would have rather that have been cum. Um, did, it, did it like gurgle up like a clogged shower drain or he, something? Like, he like, had like a weird look that... on his face and I was oh like, are you okay? And then it was just like, Bleh. This and is your bed or his? This was my parents' bed. Oh, man. At the time. Oh. This was years ago. So you were like 18. No, I was... Um, <laughs> 28. In my 20s. I was 21. Oh, that's fair. Or 22. That's that's, that still eight, that's still 18. I was... Um, at the time, I was living in Colorado in my parents former home and they were not there often it was like a second home for them and i had had like a party and someone else was fucking in my room so i was forced to fuck in my parents room oh. it was man group fucking in a house is like cool but also weird but it only it's only cool if you're 21 if you're like 31 you just you don't want like every room in your house be full of people fucking we live yeah. in brooklyn we could go to a sex party we could uh, okay but chris <laughs> It's okay. They to, do sound weird. But as we understand this to be true, like 21 is acceptable for that situation to happen. It's not great. It's gross. But Chris at 30, how old are you? 34? 33. I'll be 34 in a few months. Yeah. You're 33 it's a now. Different, it's a different I got invited to a sex party. At a certain point, a, a it's not, it's not really acceptable to be um, getting uh, alcohol poisoning drunk. Oh, that. I thought yeah. you were going drunk. Yeah. sex parties. No, no, no. What's no, going? you're right. Because we, we talked about, right. you brought up your dad as the point of this story. Mm-hmm. And I think... And, I, and missing work. And we could talk like, about I this. Could, yeah. that, that fucked me over. Yeah. We could talk about this too. But you know, Allison, you, you mentioned I think before the, we started rolling that um, you know you're not drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's actually a perfectly good time to talk about what it means to be like in your 30s and just choose it. Because people are like, oh, it's not as fun to be sober. Well, sometimes you have to be sober because it's just it's not good for your health. It's not good for your others, your behavior. And it's not fun to be hungover. Yeah, that's not really it's like as we're so, like we're getting older. We're in our 30s now, and it's like we can't party like we did when we were younger anymore and it's like i feel right. like so many of my friends who are like all in this age range are all kind of like kind of hitting this thing of like all right we're gonna grow up a little bit yeah and i mean and there's a, there's probably a thing about like you know spe- specifically in comedy where like you go to comedy clubs you go to open mics and it's a bar it's always, mm-hmm. a bar. it's always a bar same thing, same thing. Okay, yeah, but, you know, and you know the whole thing is like yeah you don't have to drink it's more fun to drink i'm sure it also helps too with you, you know, know if it's a bad confidence show or things. like confidence but here's the thing. again yeah. or if this it's is, a great show and then you want to celebrate hang with yeah, yeah. There, there's all kinds. but then you have to realize what it really is and mm-hmm. it seems more like a crutch than anything i think a lot of people use it as a crutch you know it's like well you're feeling sad you'll drink you go to i remember one time after a breakup i was really depressed and i was like i can't sleep so you so I, yeah, I had two glasses of whiskey because I'm like, okay, I'll get sleep. You drink it. And I had like two glasses of whiskey. I didn't get like wasted or anything. And I felt tired and went to sleep. But I woke up the next day like feeling a little groggy. And I was like, wow, people who do this every night to go to sleep because they're unhappy or they're drunks. Like this is awful. And I, I vowed like I was like, alcohol can never be a thing where I use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. You know, I would only use it to have like socially, socially, you know. Be social around my friends yeah. and things, and that was the moment for me. And I've never, you know, Chris has had benders. I've I've had benders very, very rarely. But even now, like when I have friends over, I'll have like one drink. I'll go to the bar and have two, three beers. I never, when I was like in my early twenties, it's like let's drink a dozen beers, half yeah. dozen beers, mm-hmm. and it's fun and it's great. And you could throw up but and that's fine. And like your girlfriend takes care of you if you have one. Or Steve, it's it's. But you Chris, know, you're, have... you're not an artist, all right? You don't <clears throat> un- understand yeah. the the, uh, the artist lifestyle. Chris, I'd that... argue that uh, what I do for a living is basically artists. Isn't it? Go to brunch. Yeah, I go to brunch uh, for a living. No, I know you. You edit, and you're, but but it's not like people aren't like. Uh, I don't know. You don't get. I don't have uh, a public. You don't pers- get critiqued. Yes, like I don't we have a public. Do, I don't have a I public guess. persona. People aren't judging me when I. Yeah. They judge my work, and, and sometimes and comedy like, is judging you because you are your work. And right. my art form is kind of like, in a way, like about my fuck ups and. But like that's being, a. And, but but that's also, a that's like a crutch. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a crutch. Yeah. I know and that. That's like talk. That's toxic thinking that happens with a lot of comics and like I've been through it too where it's like oh like and it's what prevents a lot of comics from 
going to therapy or getting help or getting dealing with whatever if they have mental illness or like whatever it is because we kind of condition ourselves to believe that like oh my fuck ups are what make me funny my I'm a mess and that's what's funny and it's actually just that you are funny and you are processing your fuck ups through the lens of comedy because that's what you do but you're without the fuck ups like you can still be funny well because Chris if you think about it this way everybody we've had on the guest said you're a good hang Everybody who comes on, they're always like, Chris, you're a good dude. You're a good hang. The only what person- do you think? You agree? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. you, don't to, you don't have to agree with Chris. <laughs> but, but There's the, been moments. The I no, no. I've, I've never been like, ugh, Welty's here. Like, I've never, you know. The only I've, person who thinks you're sad and is, would ever be like, ugh, Welty's here is you, Welty. You're um, the only, you, you actually are critis- more critical of yourself than anybody else. Even people who would say at an open mic that, you know, you had a bad mic or whatever, like you're still more hard on yourself than even those people. Cause those people will forget about you as soon as you leave. Mm-hmm. You are like you, that stays with you for all night, all week, for maybe a month for you, maybe years. You just pile years, on all the bad years, but you pile on all the bad mics and you're like, Oh, they don't like me as a human. And you get sad on yourself, but like all your buds and everybody who actually thinks you're funny is like, dude, you're a good hang. And you have to like realize that you don't need a crutch. If you're going to drink, it's all, it's fine. But don't drink because you, know, think I think, you need it. I think running around the bar is pretty funny, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> At least I hope in it, my I head, I, 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 hope I, else, I, hope I wasn't there, so I in my, in my head, like, I'm just like, yeah, this is. Uh, I'm being really funny right now, but uh, you know, when you like look back, it's I probably mean, like people are like, what the fuck is? I'll he say doing? this. Of course, any sober person is probably what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. but who's sober at the turkey? That's, that's a good point. <laughs> very good point. That's a very yeah, good fair point. enough. I mean, for to your credit, no one, I have not heard anyone be like, oh man, Welty was a real mess at the nest the other yeah, day. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, it wasn't. Johnny like, Rose is there. And yeah. Fucking, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it, so I went to the doctor and um, for like a physical, and like I have some other things going on um, as well, but um, the blood work from my physical came back and there was like elevated enzymes from my liver or whatever. And she was like, you should cut back on drinking. And was like giving me the whole spiel about it. And the whole time that I'm in the office, I'm just like, and she was like, oh, well, women are more like prone to this than men because of the way that our bodies process alcohol. And I was like, that's sexist. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, but like the whole time I'm in the office, I'm just like thinking, like I have like a scroll of names, like credits going through my head of all the female comics that I know who drink more than me. And I'm like, well, what about these bitches? Why aren't they in here right now? And yeah. it's like, well, they're probably just not going to the doctor. Also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, like our, our base is skewed because it's like what our normal is, is not actually normal. But, you know? but also there's like a, as far as I can tell based on my, 41 episodes of being on this pod and meeting new comics, uh, you know, there's a trajectory of growth that most people are trying to achieve. And I feel like a lot of comics that I've uh, met, the, the trajectory is just kind of flatlined for a lot of people. They do the mm-hmm. same thing for Chris, like 10 years you've been doing comedy in New York City. And for you, every day is the same pretty much you feel. And the comedy world for you feels very similar. There is no like, you know, when I'm when I'm 18, I'm gonna get drunk, and you know, I'm gonna be in a, in a fraternity. And then when you hit 21, you get a job, and you take things more seriously. And then by 35, you have a family, and you have to be a different person. You don't need or have to be a different. You don't have to grow as much with what you do in your mind, probably. But most people are growing and learning, whether no matter what their careers are and what their upbringing I was. Disagree with that a little bit. Uh, I think I do. It's just like at a a slower pace. I don't agree with that at all. I think no, it, you. I, I it, you're very similar to how I met you like ten years ago. Oh, except, except you uh, look a little healthier. <laughs> but otherwise, That's, you you have the same disposition about comedy in your own life. All right, fine. So I I disagree. I I don't know. I disagree. I feel, Allison, I, you, I, I think it's just like th- things that I I feel like I've noticed. I can't really explain what they are, but like I don't know. I think it was definitely way worse. Like when. 10 years ago sure but, but being worse and, not, and, and i'm not talking just like physical stuff like right. i think uh i was much harder on myself but what i'm saying is like you we talk about this all the time growth on the podcast like the whole point of this podcast kind of at the it, its uh, inception was to, to to have you grow as a person yeah, well. and look we'll, we'll we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks when we hit a year but you know largely i think I can see the points in my life when I changed 
kind of my personality. Well, a little yeah, bit. You're, you think you're perfect, though. Yeah, I think I'm perfect. So but I, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of the comedians I've met have been like feeling like their life has been the same for the last five or ten years, and maybe like, it's maybe it's comedy as a scene in general, and it's the way, and it's just part. Yeah, of, it's show part business. Of it. It's a terrible fucking thing not, you want to do. No, no, no. It's it's, it's, it's not. An, it's an. It's like almost like a uh, a mental illness or whatever to want. But it's not be. just show business. I think it's specifically comedy. I, I I don't like I. I just I don't know I disagree. and it's just an, it's a crutch and it's an excuse because you right, can be well, you can be a comedian as and some, grow I, as a person yeah all right well I don't th- I think you're the same person when I <laughs> I don't know oh getting defensive this is great <laughs> <laughs> this Alice, is healthy. we haven't had a good <laughs> argument on the pod in a while well Allison I guess what what is your feeling on this do you you don't have to agree or disagree with me what is your kind of opinion about the way that comedians are and their personalities the way they are over time do you would you say that People have a hard time being motivated to change or to grow, you know, because if you've been drinking regularly for 15 years and you're like, it's just part of who I am. I would say yes and no. Um, Definitely there are a ton of comedians who do fall into that description that you're talking about, about the stagnation. And then there are also comedians who grow. And it just depends. It's very easy to just stay in the same thing because it is kind of the same thing all the time. It's like, it's just okay we're in a dip but it's like the same rotating crew of people maybe you don't see the exact same people every day but like the same stable uh just different bar different mic different show so it's just like everything kind of runs together after a while and if you're not taking proactive steps to make growth happen it isn't inherent to the industry so you have to make the effort yourself as opposed to like other job fields where it's kind of like a track that's laid out for yeah, like you. Like four years, you'll get a promotion. Yeah, and then it's whatever you know. Oh, you're a junior associate now. You're yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually like I've been battling with this a lot, and like most of this whole year, I really struggle a lot with like negative self image and like negative self talk, and I beat myself down like very very badly, and that is part of my tiger mom upbringing. <laughs> you're never good enough, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I would like, um, and I'm getting, I've gotten a lot better throughout this year, um, but like I used to wake up every day, and it would be later than I intended to wake up, and the first thing i'd be like god damn you fucking did it again you piece of shit god damn it like your whole day is fucked up now and i'm like literally out loud saying this to myself and then nate my boyfriend is just like what the fuck like stop saying that to yourself and he's like don't talk about my girlfriend like that you know <laughs> and uh That's cute. yeah it is cute. <laughs> um and i'm really grateful that like i've had him to kind of be that mirror for me because sometimes i'll just like really start spiraling and then he'll like sometimes he'll literally just like grab me and shake me and be like stop it so um you know, it's it's easy to do. It's an easy trap to fall into, um, but it doesn't help at all. You know. Yeah, I, you know, there's a common expression that I like, and you know, it, basically what you're saying is like the world is a mirror. So mm-hmm. what you give out, you get back. Generally, and this mm-hmm. might fall in line with what you feel as a Buddhist, kind of the energy, the karmic energy you put out is kind of what you receive. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it's like if you want to be a happier person, even if you don't feel happy, I think projecting a little bit of that positivity might help reflect back to you because you know people don't want to be yeah. around people who have a you know who feel like a bummer well i feel like a bummer and people around want to be around me i'm a good hang <laughs> so we just fucking proved your theory wrong oh, steven boy. well it's not even about other people it's about you <laughs> because like like for example as i've been really challenging to kind of overcome hating myself at a core level um it's been helping me on stage because i've my career has been very stagnated and I've been feeling like, um, like I just can't like break through something. And I realize it's like a lot of it is because like I'll get so in my head sometimes that I'm on stage and I realize that it's really because at a deep level, I wasn't trusting myself to really be able to like do it. So I'd be like, Oh, what's my set list? Oh, what's this? Oh, what's that? Oh, who's that one person? And I'm just like, so in my head. And then as I've been kind of growing over this last year and getting better with that stuff, I've been feeling a lot more free on stage feeling like, Oh, it's okay. Like if something goes wrong, it's like, it's just been a lot easier. And, um, yeah. So what was the thing that made you feel like you had to start turning things around? Was it Nate that kind of helped you identify that and kind of push you on a different path? Or was it something you realized on your own? Um, I, well, I was at this point where I was feeling like, like I'm really good at coming up with goals and like, these are all the things I want to do. And I felt like, here's all the stuff I want to do. I feel like I can see the path 
of like how to get there. But, and I know what I need to do, but I just wasn't doing it. And then I was like, why can't I just do the stuff I know I need to do to get the things I want to get? And I actually went to a Buddhist conference um, and I got a guidance from a senior leader there. And she kind of told me, you know, she was like, you know, you, she asked me, she was like, do you value your life? And I was like, whoa, uh. was I supposed to be doing that? <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about valuing your life? And we already know the answer. I just like having to, listened to this pod a number of times. Uh, how do I, how do I validate? I no, value your value. Life. You uh, don't because you always say, ah, I wish I was dead. Um, <laughs> you literally have said that like at least half a dozen times. Yeah, there's never anything on TV. So I just want to, just want to die. not even true. <laughs> um, there is no, too I've much watched, on TV. I've watched it all, I swear. Oh my I, couldn't, God. I was looking I guess, around last I have night. so much TV I need to watch. Uh, I, I guess I'll just leave my thought on this with this last remark. Yeah, quick, because we got seggies to get We're going to get into it. For you. Do, you, do you honestly feel like, Chris, when you when you close your eyes and then you wake up and it's 10 years later and nothing is different. I mean, how does that make you feel? Oh, uh, I, first off, uh, I was talking, I'm talking about this with my dad last night. And cause I said that I'm like, I feel like I've just wasted 10 years. And my dad said something. He's like, uh, which I, I thought was pretty, he's like, no, he's like, you have 10 years. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have 10 years of whatever it is. It's like experience. It's life. Uh, experiences whatever that have, have passed it might not be where i want i might not be where i want to be but it'll I mean, inform your future yeah so i mean i don't think it's like but yeah. it'll only be scary if you wake up in another 10 years and you're still if in the i'm same still place. sitting here with you and fucking well this uh, would be this would be i'm a, drunk this and, would be the right track i think okay yeah. we're doing this in 10 years. oh yeah then maybe just not in the kitchen hopefully not in the kit <laughs> this apartment in the kitchen a way nicer kitchen yeah uh what uh, would be nice? We'll still have the Asian kid staring at us. We'll um, bring him with us. You, yeah, Andy's gonna have to give that to us <laughs> at some point. We're gonna have to hang it up wherever we go. When you move out, go. leave the Asian poster. Yeah. Um, so I did have a new segment I was gonna bring in today, but I don't think we have time to get to it because uh, you, you really want... made sure that we didn't have time for it. Oh, because of my genuine question, Allison. Yeah. Um, no, that was very. Uh, uh, very good questions, but I have a. We'll, we'll bring that new segment next week uh, that you, I'm looking forward. At to. least, at least bring up the one thing you wanted to talk about. The, you, we don't have to, we don't have to call it a segment right now, but just bring up the thing you wanted to say. Oh, that you were just wrong about something last week. I wasn't wrong, but go ahead. No, you were one hundred percent wrong. What is the thing? You said that my what, mom thinks that, that this is the case. No, you. I didn't you say it was. Say that I never said it was. Steve's fact. mom, when uh, Steve was conceived, she. Uh, was doing cartwheels. She did a handstand to, because did handstands because she thought that would, she had heard that if you let the cum go drip all the way down into you'll your bubble ball, you'll have a boy, mm-hmm. right? So this is just like an old wives' no, you tale. You said it's true. No, this you is definitely said it's true. If anything, are you a boy? I'm exactly. Fuck you, Chris. All right, well, <laughs> it's a fifty-fifty chance. Uh, but you, yeah, no shit. Okay, but, there's more than two genders. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, Not when I was born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, back the, in my the day. 80s, the 80s, there was two. We've back in my day, there was two genders, boys <laughs> and <true>. drowned. <laughs> <laughs> like China. Uh, that a, was, yeah, that was the um, joke. Um, <laughs> she's not Chinese, but... but okay. uh, anyways, so she was, you didn't say it. It's an old wives tale. I didn't yeah, say it was a fact. Your mom just likes to... She's just a kooky sex freak and has to do cartwheels around after. Listen, I'm sure your mom's a kooky sex freak too. Women, right. women have needs just okay. like you and me, Chris. So the, our new segment coming next week is Steve's Correction Corner, where we correct Steve every week uh, on things that he got incorrect. Because, you know, this this pod's about me improving. Uh, but Steve jumped on and it's we got to get him on there too because he, he, he'll always say things. Chris, I would just so, like to say for the record that I am probably smarter than you. That's fine. I'm I, probably I more, I'm and probably, I've told you that. I've I'm, I've said that in our group text all the time that I'm, you're. I'm probably more me. successful in my career. Yeah, but people like me more. That, that's neither here nor there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's because you know it's. True. So wait, what? What should I, just? <laughs> well, all right. What do you think? What do you think I should improve on? I just say it. Say it thinking you're right all the time. I never said I was. You right always and and taking criticism. You're bad at taking criticism. Everyone's bad at taking criticism, I, Chris. I, listen you, to me. I take it all the time. I love I f- it. I feel like there might be some projection happening here. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. This happens from time Not to time. Uh, don't uh, don't hey, What do you do for a living? Uh, uh, 
Are you a comedian for a living? Uh, sure. Let's yeah. say that. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll talk after. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. So we got uh, two more seggies to get a new. Uh, there, there are ones that we do every week. Uh, do people like these? <laughs> I, I like doing them. I like That's all that matters. Because this, this, uh, this one, we got our word of the week uh, segment where each week I like to learn a new word because I'm dumb. We mm-hmm. know that. And I have... Uh, a vocabulary of a, a third grader. I just want to point out that in the last minute, you have said both that you're smarter than Steve and also that you're dumb. I didn't say I'm smarter than Steve. I agreed with him. Oh, okay. He's smarter. No, I say I I say that all the time. Okay. I'm fine with that. Um, but I am dumb. I don't know any words. And uh, we ask our guests each week to teach me a new big word, and I try to use it. Uh, I, I never take in the end. These words are very tough. We've had some very hard ones. Do you remember them? I've forgotten. Didactic was Didactic last week. Didactic was last week. That was Anti-disestablishmentarianism no, was the one before that. that. I, forgot, I forgot the one So, Chris, you have a bad memory and... That's the longest word, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a word for us this week? I do. Okay. Stop me if you've heard this one. <laughs> Not going to. Gregarious. Ooh, I, I like have that heard word. it, but yeah. I don't know. Um, let me try. Gregarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Gregarious. Do you know this? Do you know I do this? know. No, it. you don't. Um, but let me uh, give you the definition of, of gregarious. Um, it is. Uh, hold on. Give me a second. I've heard this before, so I gotta figure it. Uh, gregarious is to. Uh, it's like when you argue about something that is not uh, that important. Very much not close. Oh, um, man. It's kind of the opposite. Uh, gregarious is like someone who's like very sociable and like fun to be around. So actually, you kind of are gregarious. Ooh. Um, you are, in fact, gregarious, Chris. Yeah, yeah I'm a good a Sociable, hang. fun, good. good hang. Yeah. Yeah, I think any also, guest going forward should call you gregarious rather than a good hang. Also, right. you can remember it because you can go, gre, gre, gregarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that song. Oh, man. Fantastic! That's, that's I, great I word. Totally, uh, I think I'm, I might uh, remember that one. Uh, and I, I thought you were going to say something about Greg and Gary. Oh no, no! I, <laughs> it's like a guy named I, Greg who wants to be named I've Gary. I've definitely heard that word, so I was like trying to remember where I heard it and what uh, how it was used. No, but if there was a gay couple named Greg and Gary, Gregarious would be like oh, a really great is, wedding hashtag. I bet you there's a Greg and a Gary somewhere. Definitely. Greg, Gary, get your shit together. Email us independently, Weltypod. Um, and also invite me to your wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The gr- hashtag Gregarious. Um, and then one other, we our segment that we close on uh, each week uh, is, you know, we've kind of been giving some advice throughout uh, the pod, but if you have anything that you would like, to, any advice that you'd like to give the old Welt dog, something that I could work on uh, that I need to... Uh, you know, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. physical, emotional, mm-hmm. um, or if there's nothing, if you have nothing, that's fine too. If you're like, you're great, keep it up, keep doing what you're doing. You are great. <laughs> um, there's always room for growth. Yeah. Uh, physically, nothing to say. I think you're doing fine. <laughs> no. From what I can tell. All right, end of pod. Um, uh, <laughs> what if I, what if my advice was just like, you should get a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice, uh, fun. No, I mean, just to kind of uh, sort of reflect back on stuff we've already talked about, but I think it's, it would be really great for you to do the change, the new things, because as we've been talking about, like wanting to make changes, it's like we can't really make changes and our, our life can't change if we don't change. So if you ever are feeling stuck in a rut in any kind of way, no matter what it is, just like kind of introducing anything new can be a way to kind of shake you out of it. And then you might end up finding something that like, oh, wow, I'm really interested in this thing that like I just randomly tried, you know? Um, so if it's going to musicals or going to an art museum or just like whatever, just like taking in different things, um, I think that would be a good idea. For I like you. it. We're going to Wicked next Going to week. Buddhist meeting. Ooh. Uh, you're maybe trying you to should, convert me. Maybe you should yeah. go. I forgot I'd give it a try. We'll, uh, we'll see. Be open-minded. Be I open-minded. Mean, I'm... I'm for the most part. Yeah. It's no commitment. Not. You know, you can come it's if you decide. Like Chris won't go apple picking, but he'll go to a Buddhist meeting. It's yeah. easier to go to a Buddhist meeting than <laughs> yeah. to apple picking. Yeah, you got to go to a field. You can, Ugh. you know, it's in the neighborhood, so it's easier. <laughs> um, so do you, uh, thank you so much for uh, 
coming to the Wealth Down Studios. Thank you for having me today. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, do you uh, do you have anything you'd like to to plug? Anything coming up? Your social media. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Allison Klemp, one L and Allison. And then um, please check out my podcast. It's called oh, The yeah. Table Verse. And it's a uh, live play RPG podcast. Ooh, super Hell yeah. But it's super fun. It's very like adventurous, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy esque. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Steven. Thank you, Allison. Do you got anything you want to say? You never do. Not unless really important all right cool <laughs> uh follow me at chris wealthy on twitter instagram facebook also follow independently wealthy on facebook and instagram and email us uh again at independently wealthy pod at gmail and like i said before subscribe rate review uh share it tell your friends tell your grandmother tell your gay uncle whoever to listen to the pod thank you so much for listening as always fuck off steve <laughs>